0: the Business Breakthrough Podcast. My guest today is Cara Golden. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to chat with you. Guys, Cara is the founder and CEO of Hint Inc., best known for its award-winning Hint Water, the leading unsweetened flavored water, and the author of Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. She's an active speaker, writer, and Host of the podcast, the Cara Golden Show, where she interviews founders, entrepreneurs, and other disruptors. We'll talk about that across various industries. And she's based in the Bay Area. So she is in the same time zone. Woo-hoo! Yay. <laughs> Yay for California. Yay for California. Um, Southern and Northern. So, Cara, before we get into your story, just talk to me about disruptors. What what does it mean to be a disruptor? I
1: think disruptors are people who see a problem, but also have a solution, right? How many times have you run into people just in life who maybe think, or or I I love the saying, we have a problem, right? But they don't actually come up with the solution. The, The disruptors and entrepreneurial disruptors in particular are really ones that are identifying a problem, see the vision for a problem, but also have an idea of how to solve for it. I like that. And it's different than what's currently out there. Uh, well, it might be an extension of what's currently out there, but yes, different than what's currently out there.
0: Okay. And so what, I wanna, I'm curious if you see yourself as a disruptor, what attracts you to them? Cause it's an interesting word to put in um, what's the connection?
1: Yeah, so I founded my company Hint about 15 years ago. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. I don't think I was running around calling myself a disruptor, but other people were calling me a disruptor. And it took a little time for people to even understand. It, it, it's interesting. Disruptors typically are identified as disruptors once the audience actually sees that there's a need, right? Otherwise it's just a crazy idea. But uh, in in the case of Hint, I had this idea for a drink that actually made water taste better. Sounds easy enough, right? But it ends up that uh, flavored water 15 years ago all had some kind of sweetener in it. And so it had either sugar or uh, NutraSweet or Splenda. It was uh, typically ten calories, and again, you know, if you took a a test on on water in grade school, the definition of water, it wouldn't contain sweeteners. And so, what I <laughs> right, and and so what I was doing, I was addicted to Diet Coke. Didn't even call it an addiction, but I was drinking it every single day, re- religiously and that's when i decided when i looked at the ingredients label one day i decided this is just nasty i mean why am i even putting this into my body and so i gave up my diet coke started drinking plain water but then had a little discussion with myself around water and why i didn't drink it and the reason for me was that it was boring and that i just felt that I just wouldn't stay on that program. I, I aspired to be a water drinker, but I I wasn't doing it. So anyway, I, I went to my local brand new store that had just opened in San Francisco, Whole Foods. And I thought if there was any place that this product would be, which was water that just had slices of fruit, which is what I had been doing in my kitchen in order to get myself to drink water without sweeteners in it, um, then, that's where it would be, and it wasn't. And so then, I was a tech executive. I didn't have experience in this industry at all. I had taken a couple of years off to be with um, my young kids, and uh, and that's when you know I I re- saw this hole in the market, and I thought I'll eventually go back into tech, but for now it'd be super fun to get a product on the store of this you know great store that just opened up. And, uh, you know, like I said, I saw the hole in the market. I had an idea of how to solve for it. Um, It was almost like a game for me to see if I could get it on the shelf at Whole Foods. But once I started taking a deeper look into it, including the fact that I didn't have experience, that I, um, you know, I realized probably a month into actually um, getting it on the shelf finally at Whole Foods that this was not only a brand new product and a brand new company, but an entirely new category. So going back to your original question around disruption and disruptors, when you are launching a new category within an industry, any industry, um, which is typically what, how, how disruption is identified, that is, that's really, really tough because your audience isn't even sure that they need this product, right? They may not say that to you, but the number one thing that people were saying when they were first, the, the people that we could get to even try the product, they wouldn't understand it. What's it sweetened with? Mm-hmm. And so it's, uh, you know, there's a ton of education. And as I say this, I mean, I, th- I, I really think it's important to look at, it's not just about food and beverages. It's about, I mean, Steve Jobs was, a a disruptor in the computing industry and others in the software industry, whatever, platforms, lots of different categories, but people don't necessarily know whether or not they need it. And so why should they support it? And why should they buy it? So I'll tell you what's interesting to me also,
0: because I've I've studied a little food science just for fun, Uh, (laughs) for work purposes. There's part of why you've got so many sugars and salts is because it makes the food addictive, right? That's why you were drinking diet Coke every day, not calling it an addiction, but it's got so many addictive properties to it, right? The caffeine. And so to create a beverage that didn't have any addictive properties, I would think was a big risk also, right? So it's gotta be a mental, emotional addiction. Cause it's not physiological, right? It's gotta be like, this is for my health. You know, this is better than everything else, but it's missing the physiological addictive pieces. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. Well, I think what you're touching on is is a uh, you know, the science behind sweet. Sweet is addictive. So is salty, right? So sodium oh, is sweet
0: caffeine. Those are your four pieces. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So so you get Starbucks. <laughs> that's
1: exactly. So that's also really addictive too. But I think that there, there clearly is this world that wants water. Right, and whether or not you would call it addiction or not, I think you could argue that if somebody is staying hydrated, then that actually is not only a kind of a, a focus um, for for the consumer, but they just feel better, right? right? right. And so, so they become you know, addicted
0: to the feeling, to the good. So maybe feeling, you right,
1: yeah. But also, you know, I would. I would argue, too, that that and it it actually be a really interesting study that are hydrated people, because that is such an issue, even when you're tired, right, like, as I share with people that if you actually go and drink water first, do you I mean, do you really need the caffeine? You might, right? I don't know.
0: But but, if you breathe and you drink water, you're probably fine.
1: Right. And so if you were it, if would a very hydrated person, would they still be challenged um, and sort of pulled by a sweet addiction? Maybe. I no, mean, but I don't know.
0: Mostly not, right? Because they're not, they don't have the holes that
1: get filled by that. Exactly. And so that's really the key to our product. I mean, it's, it, it's interesting when we first started Uh, hint, I mean, we didn't have the money to go and buy billboards and do lots of advertising. So we went out and, and tried our, had lots of trial for consumers to be able to drink it. The, the interesting thing that we realized is that we, we didn't have control over what people had before they actually tried hint. So if you went and had a donut right before you had a bottle of hint you wouldn't actually be able to taste it because you would have and you would actually think that it would taste less sweet than a donut which it is it is less sweet because it doesn't have sugar and a donut is sugar right and so and so your brain is actually telling you that you need a sweeter product and so it's a fascinating thing and and sort of our reaction to it was well Let's give people the entire bottle so that they can enjoy it throughout the day. And it worked because it allowed us to really allow that consumer to taste it over time. I mean, ideally, what we'd like to say to them if they had that donut was either don't have the donut or go home and brush your teeth and brush your tongue, right? right? And and then maybe clear your palate, wait an hour, and then come and try it and so that that i think is the ideal but we just don't control what people have right beforehand and so anyway it's a, it's an interesting strategy but you know to your point i think that that's what is so sad i mean when when i was starting this company too it was my own health issues that i was trying to fix i had gained a ton of weight over the course of multiple pregnancies and i could never lose the weight i would gain um, easily, and I could never lose it. And then I had developed terrible adult acne, and also my energy levels were down, and I never drank water. I should have been drinking water for years. I was a competitive gymnast. I you know, grew up in Arizona. I mean, I had all of the reasons to be drinking water, but I wasn't. And I think what I realized in starting this company, we started to hear from consumers who were not only sharing I, I mean, this was the the first day that we had the bottle on the shelf at Whole Foods. We have a phone number and an email on the bottle. I personally have never written to a company. Well, now I have because I, I, I've experienced this with my own customers, but I had never written to a company. And so I thought it was so odd. You know, I'd grown up in the internet space. Nobody was writing to me to tell me that. America online is so great. You helped me to shop. You know, it was just a whole different interaction where people are telling me you are helping me drink water. Thank you so much. Then in addition, people were telling me about their own health issues. So that was kind of the first place that I was really starting to hear this new uh, disease called type two diabetes, which is different than type one. And, you know, it's acquired. We're not even sure exactly how we get it. A friend of mine uh works at the center for disease control and she had been put on this division um to focus on she was moved from poison control over to type 2 diabetes and i remember how happy she was but also so curious because the the consumer that was getting this disease claimed to be drinking diet and low fat and they were they were almost embarrassed because so many of these people claim to be exercising but then they were and really watching their calories but they were having these diet sweeteners and i thought gosh that's so interesting also having many things that i was experiencing too including not being able to lose weight tiredness and um and acne and adult acne and so While I was never diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, I think I was what was later termed pre-type 2 diabetes. I caught it before, but it became so interesting to me that I really thought I was doing the right thing for so many years by drinking diet. And I think so many consumers say that and think that. And what the emails that we got in that first week, and we've continued to get those, are from so many people who are experiencing challenges, not just around type two diabetes, around health issues. And when I've had experiences and one of the experiences I talk about in my book of talking to some of these soda executives over the years, the goal isn't to get the consumer healthier by launching a diet product. The goal is actually to get the consumer, right? And- definitely not it. They're not like, oh, you know what? There's a lot of sick people. Why don't we make this diet? That'll be better. No, that's right. Not. Well, and that's it. And, you know, I, I was an early adopter to diet Coke. Um, and it was, uh, my mom had been drinking tap and of course I'm not going to drink my mom's <laughs> drink. And so diet Coke comes out and I thought, oh, I don't think I liked it when I first tried it, but then I got, I, I got used to it. I got addicted to it. And so I started drinking it. I've since talked to the Coca-Cola executives about this. And it's interesting because the Diet Coke from the early 80s when it was developed is um, today, it is over 10 times sweeter than it was back in the 80s. And so everything that you're talking about, about the brain, I mean- Yeah, I study neuroscience for fun. It's one of my hobbies. It's it's fascinating. (laughs) It's fascinating. And, And it really is, the goal is- addiction and a thousand percent what I think is so interesting
0: about what you've done and I'm curious if you market in this way is you look at water right and and it's so funny because I've had hint and I like it like it's really it's cool it's fun I happen to be a huge water drinker but I'm good with plain water Mm -hmm. so I almost never drink anything else but like if you know I'm really going out there (laughs) so like I would I would drink hint because there's no sugar in it um is that you take something like water, which is like, okay, it's water. But then, you know, we talk about solving the consumer's problem. It's a health problem, right? You're, you're solving Mm -hmm. these health concerns. When you figured that out, did you shift to marketing on that angle? Or is it just like a side benefit that you get? I feel like I would, I feel like I would want to see a whole bunch of education about this. You know, like I want, I want pamphlets going door to door. Like, do you realize like hints will say, we well, you're not going to say that, right. Cause that's not educational based marketing, but it'll be like educating you on the causes of type two diabetes and what you could do not. And then it like a little thing about Hint. And if water is boring for you, you should try flavored water. And here's some of the brands hints at the top, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. Thing. My my husband, who is our, uh, came in early. That's a story in and of itself. He was a Silicon Valley attorney and saw me writing huge personal checks off of our bank account. That he was like, well, I got I got to get in here and make sure we're, like this is okay. But then also saw what I was doing, which was trying to uh, solve a health issue and and that I had seen it work for me. And I thought I could bring this to lots of other people. And really the beverage was the tool to help people um, gain, gain their health. He's the son of a doctor. And it was, and when he saw what I was doing by creating an opportunity for people to get healthy, he said something to me that I'll never forget. He said, I remember my dad coming home for years and saying, you know, it was how frustrating it was. He's a gastroenterologist and how frustrating it was that he would share with his patients that, you know, you should really do X, Y, Z. And he would never know whether or not they did it, right? And and I think that there's a difference between what consumers say they want to know and then it's just too much. It's overkill. And so they tune out. Right. And so while there's, definitely it is not our core messaging because what we do believe that we can we can get people to realize that they are getting healthier just by delivering and so we typically like i mentioned will you know go out prior to the pandemic to lots and lots of events and give out um, give out water all events need water and your bottles are big like yeah.
0: not little bottles they're
1: big bottles and we're launching actually next week we're launching 1 liter bottles as well and wow. and um, because there's so many people have said we want a larger size bottle and and uh, but anyway it's fascinating because the the consumer will start drinking this uh, we to your point we have plenty of consumers who typically drink water but they view hint as a treat they don't re- like and they, and they don't object to it like if I was to hand you as a water drinker, if I was to say, this is what we have, we have hint, you'll say, oh, okay, I'll have hint or yay, I'll have hint. But if I was to hand you a diet soda, you'd be like, no, that's okay. I'm no, not Exactly.
0: I'm like, like no, thanks. And don't- that is well,
1: so I- that's what the consumer response is. But anyway, the, uh, the, the consumer that we really go after is the one that has been drinking kind of healthy perception products. So the diet, um, vitamin water, things that to them, they they were trying. They were making an approach. And, and we just say, just try it, just start drinking. And the consumer comes back to us. And I mean, I've had We can many- pause you. Can you break that down? Because I
0: think that's so genius. Because we talk about target marketing all the time and defining mm-hmm. your avatar like that, like it's it's such perfection, right? They're trying, mm-hmm. they're wanting to do this, but they're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say you go after them, you tell them just try it, what does that look like? And another question I was like to ask the question I know my audience is asking is. So many people dream of getting their product into a store like Whole Foods. So can you can you kind of tell us both like break down a little, yeah. bit, pull back the curtain like how did you do that?
1: Yeah, so well, first of all, let me let me finish the thought on mm-hmm. on sort of the marketing. So the marketing when you uh, so our strategy has been to take to really just get the consumer to, um, understand what, what the product is just by loving it. And so, and initially, uh, because then you get permission from the consumer to engage if they want to know more.
0: Right. So free, like how, like, How'd you get them to try it and love it? Did you stand in Costco and hand them out?
1: Like, what do you know, well, it's interesting sometimes, but actually, the majority of our trial actually comes from events. I always say to people that our um, that our event strategy is really focused on typically nonprofit organizations, but sometimes even like. know nike fun runs for example that might be supporting breast cancer or women's initiatives right and and then we'll we'll also have people who are um focused on adhd and and kids or um have some level association in in
0: health they're in that universe and they're in that universe when they're approached with your product. So they're also in that yeah. space. Not like you're approaching
1: them at some fashion show. <laughs> but but it's well, and sometimes we do that too. Okay. But it's interesting because if you're if you go to an event that you're actually creating time in your calendar for, you're passionate. you you are actually you're looking at everything around you. You may have seen hint on the shelf at Whole Foods. You're in a heightened state. Right. And so you're, Oh and, my God, this is so genius. I love it. Okay. So you're very um, aware and, but maybe you're not as aware as you know, think you are. Right. And, and then suddenly you see products that are supporting a cause that you're supporting. Right. And so
0: and there's kinship and there's camaraderie and your defenses are down cool. and you have a new sense of connection to this product and you're in a heightened state of awareness so it goes deeper into the subconscious. I love every part of this. Right.
1: <laughs> and so, so that is how, and we did it truly by accident. I mean, it was not a, it was primarily because we knew we had to get the word out and uh, and and that was that was how we did it because people water it ends up in most cities if you have an event who knows what will happen after the pandemic but if you have an event over 100 people you actually have to have water and it is like it's a mandatory. requirement it's requirement for most cities and wow. so we get you know inbound calls saying hey can you donate water um, in fact some people reach out to us and say we love water, but also you need to pay thousands of dollars. And, you know, and I've always said to people, you know, it's kind of different than maybe, um, maybe a food product for us, because we have so many options. And, you know, everything from the, the sports and sportswear, athletic wear companies who are working on events to sort of cause related stuff, water, they have to have it. And so, and we know that, and so we, you know, come in and we have teams of people that come in and really deliver that. But anyway, that has been really the strategy around, you know, getting people to really understand it. But then people typically write to us afterwards and then say, I was just at a, um, local Jewish community center event and I'm so excited that you're supporting this event and and thank you so much I had never tried your product before and it's I just went to Target and saw it there so we feel like there there's a pull there that and that is proven that is is great
0: Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to part one of this episode. Stay tuned for part two going live Thursday. And of course, subscribe. You do not want to miss this. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle, what's yours?